Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor Live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We'll also post to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and all of the other podcast feeds. Also check out FiveReasonSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes our friend Danny over at All Pro Construction Builders. Just communicating with him earlier today. We know that in South Florida, it's always hurricane season. But right now, it really is hurricane season. It has started. So make sure you get those storm windows, those storm doors. Do them before the real name storms start to threaten your area, your home, your business. But also, if you just need renovations for your house, we know how tight the housing market is right now. Check them out. Quality is their specialty. They use locally made products, American made products, and it's a family business full of Miami Heat fans and the like. Check them out. 305-484-4429. 305-484-4429. It's all pro construction builders. Check them out at allproconstructionbuilders.com. And now, today's live. Down to this game. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor Live. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. Shaking his head, we got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. We got Brady Hawk. You can follow me at Brady Hawk. 305, we got Alex Toledo. You can follow the Tropical Blanket. Thanks to those of you who joined us on Playback. We had some fun there. Do a lot more of those type of episodes. We did a film breakdown on Jaime Jaquez Jr. See, I said it correctly, and also Nikola Jovic. We will do more of those as we go forward, particularly as we head towards Summer League. But we wanted to do this one live tonight because we know everybody wants to react to Dame news. And so we will get to that. And so the latest right now, I will let – I don't know who wants to read this one. You ready, Greg? How are your reading skills at the moment? Uh, this was just posted by all of the Portland Trailblazers reporters, those who cover the team regularly. Mm-hmm. You know that Dame Lillard was supposed to have a meeting with Joe Cronin, the general manager today. How do they say that meeting went, Greg? Portland Trailblazers GM Joe Cronin issues statement on meeting with Damian Lillard. This is from Chris Haynes, mm-hmm. the only guy I'm sticking with throughout this process. No, but it, to your point, it's been everywhere published. I met with Dame and Aaron Goodwin this afternoon. We had great dialogue. We had a great dialogue. We remain committed to building a winner around Dame. Dun, dun, dun. The amount of panic I see from folks is absolutely ridiculous. What the hell else did you think was about to come out of this meeting? Do you think that they were going to say we had great dialogue and we um, are going to trade him? Like, I think that this has a lot to do with them saying they're they want to build a winner around Dame. Is it the kind of winner that Dame wants to be involved with? And so I just think until we hear a little bit more about what Dame wants in all of this and what he's committed to going forward, I think that I would pause on saying that this is that the Dame pursuit should be over with. I have a strong point of view about what they should do if they catch wind that this means Dame is staying in Portland, but I'll save that take for my next go round. Great. I'm, I'm of the same mind of you that this is to a certain degree posturing. It's the only thing that they really could have said. They weren't going to stay completely quiet on this. 
And a lot of this is going to be what kind of leaks out of Dame's camp, which Aaron Goodwin has been his agent for a long time. By the way, Aaron Goodwin represented Gary Payton. Uh, the Heat are very familiar with Aaron Goodwin. So he's a longtime agent. He doesn't have as many clients as he used to. Fun fact, Aaron Goodwin was actually LeBron James's first agent uh, way back when. So that would have worked out rather well for him. I, I'll, I'll just say this, okay? The only first thing you don't give up the Dame pursuit. The Dame pursuit is the pursuit right now. They have thrown their eggs in the Dame basket. We talked with the Brian Goins yesterday about their cap situation. There aren't a whole lot of other directions that they can really go. So you continue to pursue, but I will just say this. Okay. Dame is so unpredictable at this stage that you don't know what he was talked into in that meeting. That's the only thing I would caution you about, right? Because when it comes out, that Dame thinks a big three, I don't know who reported this today, is Jeremy Grant himself and Trayvon Greed, which I'm like. Oh, Zamek. See. Okay. And, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sam Amick. I'm not doubting the reporting. I'm just saying, like, it's if that's what Dame seriously believes, that that is going to get him over the top in the Western Conference. Then it's not about winning championships. It, Cut to it's the not. chase. But, but this gets back to something Sean Hyken told us, uh, Alex, when he was on the podcast with us, that what Dame is really about is just wanting a chance to compete. Like, And that, that would be my only concern here is that if he feels that Portland can kind of thread the needle to make him feel okay about giving him an opportunity so he doesn't have to feel like the bad guy, so he can keep with the I'm not going to run from the grind thing that's become the theme of his career – and they do just enough, even though the rest of the world does not believe it's enough, that he pulls himself out of this and the Heat are sort of waiting at this table too long before we even get to the other teams like Brooklyn, et cetera, that could get involved. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of gotten to this point again where we, we everybody here in the chat is, you know, everybody is so hungry, thirsty, whatever you want to use for news. And I think kind of seeing this is not, what you wanted to see, right? I think there was there was some buildup today with all the reports that came out that today was the meeting between Damian Lillard and Joe Cronin after he was in Paris and all that stuff happened where Will Smith Miami was playing. It's like, you know, it's it's all led to this and it's this disheartening, I guess, quote from the Blazers general manager, but someone did say it here in the comments that it's like, you know, what what is a team supposed to say that we want to move Dame and essentially lose all of their leverage from there. Like it is kind of what they're supposed to say, the Blazers. Right. And um, I, I think that obviously we just found out about this. So this is kind of raw reaction from all of us. But um, my, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, maybe he just didn't really make a decision and wants to see, wants to give them a little bit more time to see if they can add talent. I just don't know that at this point they're going to be trading a Scoot Henderson. It feels like they've kind of already, you know, maybe I'm wrong there because like the Cavs drafted Andrew Wiggins number one and then traded him later on for yeah, but that's, for no, Kevin that's Love. I'm glad you mentioned that, but that one was different. That one was different but, because it, well, it, it it was it was different because once LeBron was going there, everything was off the board. It was a player coming to them. The the Scoot thing, they're not trading Scoot. Like no. I, I mean, they, they literally just introduced him with double zero. Like I, I, you know, we all kind of knew once LeBron went to to Cleveland. Like, okay, Wiggins is out of there. The love thing was been arranged. Uh, that's why I think yeah. this is a, a little bit different. I, I Brady, I want to pivot on. But they don't wanna... have to. Really quick, last thing I'm going to say, uh, they don't have to use Scoot. I think to add talent right. here, and I think 
this whole idea of threading threading the needle and um, trying to give him a punch, puncher's chance. They might have to do it with a package where, you know, Anthony Simons is the salary guy, and then you throw in some of these other draft picks. I don't know who, you know, they're willing to actually throw in or not, but if you want to throw in their number seven pick from last year, Shaden Sharp, or if you want to throw in um, their other draft picks from this year, Chris Murray and Ryan Rupert, two guys who were pretty much first-round talents in every mock, uh, pretty much every mock draft, like, I wonder if a package with those types of guys will be able to get him a helpful player. It won't be the type of star that I think he wanted, but that's probably, probably I think, what the Blazers are going to try to do. What is the highest-end star that they could get, though? I mean, Brady's Toronto. Can you get OG with a package like that? Well, that, that, that's where I'm going here. Is it? I mean, is it OG? Is it Siakam? Is it – I mean, we Pelicans. don't know. Right. But, Pelicans or Toronto, it feels like. It's one of those type of play-in, low-end teams, but it's like – like we've talked about before, like if anybody else evaluating it, it's like, is that team really at that next level with the Denvers and the Phoenixes of the world in the West? I don't believe so. Uh, but I guess, like you said, it's just about giving them a fighter's chance and all that. But it, it still feels a little strange. Like to all you guys, like to all you guys were just saying, like it's. I think the, the the initial thought is when you see a Chris Haynes tweet and it's everybody's like, well, if that if it's coming from Chris Haynes, it's coming from Dame, and that's what Dame's thinking. Well, that's not the case right here. It's like no. you look at every Portland reporter, you look at all the reporters tweeting the exact same statement that's coming straight from, uh, I guess, the, the GM that's being sent out for them to put it out there. This is not one of those situations. So it still comes back to the point is you've gone this far <laughs> to say it's all about Dame. You're not going out now. You still have to see what Dame wants. Like just because you're hearing from a, from a statement on Twitter from a GM, it does not mean we still don't really know what, what – Dame's yeah, that's not a Haynes tweet. I mean, it's a Haynes tweet, but it's not a Haynes tweet. Yeah. It, like, it's I, I, you know, it, it, it's just publishing a statement. It's it's sort yeah. of like th- there were, I mean, reporters who were in, on the 20th anniversary of Dwayne Wade being drafted. This is a good time to bring this up. I mean, the reporters like myself who were kind of telling Dwayne's side of the story in 2015 and 2016, as opposed to the organizational side. But I still tweeted out when the Heat had a statement. Like, but – but you have people to like bridge knew. together the topic. Like you can't just have like you got to right. patch it together. Especially when the last thing you said was the fact that they were having a meeting and there's no information about that. You have to still bridge it together. Yeah, and I don't think Haynes is look. Haynes is a, is a real reporter and he will tell both sides of it. He just obviously has a predilection towards Dane, Dane because of their friendship. So he's going to share certain things. But again, you are going to tell the other side of it. That this is a news event today. I mean, it's not a huge thing, but the fact that they actually met is news, okay, because it moves it down the road because there have been situations, Greg, where players have been, uh, you know, tra- you know, disgruntled and all that, and they can't find the player. I mean, you look at Kawhi, Kawhi in San Antonio was a perfect example of this. Like, they didn't have a meeting to decide this stuff. Like, Kawhi yeah. was like AWOL during that situation. Dame is actually trying to work with the organization because of his long-term ties to the organization, because of who he is, and he obviously has a different attitude about these things than Kawhi did. Uh, but also, he needs the organization to work with him. Like, you, he can't come out and completely torch them right now because then they could send him – I mean, they could send him to Orlando, okay, or some other place that he doesn't want to go. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah, the, 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 both sides, they have to play nice publicly to a certain degree. But if this is going to happen in the next 24 hours, there might be a Haynes tweet which says – even after the meeting, Correct. Dame is anxiously waiting to see which player can be acquired. Then you know, okay, it wasn't all settled. And then you start to figure out, okay, what's going on as, as Brady Alisman in Toronto, in New Orleans, in some of these places where there might be a guy 
Uh, and it seems like the Zion thing has died down now. Brandon Ingram, I don't think is happening. Siakam, Ananobi, where there may be a guy who could be traded. But I come to this, and I got a friend of mine who's texting me right now, and he says it's totally true. He's a Heat fan. He says, if Dame just wanted a puncher's chance, why did he let them trade CJ McCollum in the first place? This was his best friend. Their, yeah. their, their families are friends. It's just like he wants to make a trade to get back to where they were with CJ. Well, why trade CJ then? Exactly. And so that's where I just ultimately think that the part of this that doesn't sit well with me is the idea that there is even a chance that an NBA finals. So a team that went to the Eastern conference finals and the NBA finals could potentially have to halt on all roster construction proceedings until the Dame Lillard stuff is figured out. And if Dame is now going to wait for uh, Portland to do things in free agency to see what they cobble together, which they're not doing anything in free agency. So to me, it's yeah. like, that's more of, I guess, what the trade aspect is from Miami's perspective. This is where we talked about on the last episode where it was just you and I, Ethan, about what the line is for me. The line is not bringing back enough talent for Jimmy and Bam to feel like they can go and compete. And so that's where this gets tricky. If this draws out and it's a long proceeding, I I really I, – I know that you just kind of have to go with it as a Heat fan because it's the big swing. But, damn, it feels like you could probably get this roster a lot better if this is going to be something that ultimately ends up with Dame just staying in Portland. If that's really where he leans in, it just sucks to think about that he could left be left out in the cold this free agency Yeah, period. but I want to challenge you a little on that because we talked about it in the last one. And let, let's go through some of these sort of rapid fire if we can here, okay? The first thing is this idea that they're holding off because of Dame, but we just went through the cap situation with Brian Goins yesterday, and it's not like there are a lot of pivot points for them. I'll just start there. So, free agency, they're not going to be Good active point. players anyway, so it's not like you're putting anything significant on hold at this stage. Okay, maybe trade options, other things like that. Max and Gabe is somewhat dependent on what happens here in terms of how far they're going to go into the tax, okay, how far they're going to go into the apron, so I guess conceivably you could lose Max and Gabe while you're wa- waiting for this thing to play out, and then mm-hmm. you run the risk of coming back worse, and that is a fear of Heat fans. But I don't know that they're bringing Max back anyway from what we're hearing about. Okay, Gabe to me is the one that's more in the mix. The other thing that, that's interesting to me that came out today, two things. One, we saw this in the comments here. ESPN clowning him. I think what is interesting and what may end up forcing his hand, okay, is that I cannot find a national media voice who thinks he should stay. Like, I was looking for it today. Everybody from the the bombastic types like the Nick Wrights to the Jason McIntyres of the big lead to uh, to those on ESPN to even Richard Jefferson to, like, someone who's more measured like Zach Lowe, they're all saying it's time to go. So, like, he doesn't need any cover anymore. Like, everybody's providing the cover for him. And I do feel, I agree with this comment. I think if the national shows over the next couple of days are like, seriously, Dame, what are you doing? Like, who are they going to get for you? How are they going to make you that much better? I do think that can weigh on him. I think he's looking for an out, okay? And I think if he doesn't get the out, then he's like, okay, just give me a chance to compete. But the chance to compete thing doesn't make any sense because he had a chance to compete with C.J. McCollum, and he didn't fight to keep C.J. McCollum at the time, and that was his very good friend. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. The other thing I want to get to on the other side here with these guys after a couple sponsors here is this thing that came out today about how – and this was from Haynes, okay? This thing that came out about he doesn't want to go to a stacked team. 
which is interesting because typically you wouldn't want to go to a finals team if it was a stack team, but nobody respects the heat. So nobody looks at them as a stack team. So actually the narratives on the heat that they're not stacked, which will continue help the heat in this case, because I don't think, again, if he's looking for cover, he doesn't want to be received as Durant joining golden state. Right? So if he's looking for that kind of cover, the national shows are going to give him that cover. Because they're going to say, it's just Jimmy and Bam. They haven't won a championship yet. They're never going to win a championship. We even saw how it came out that it was a fluke, right? Somebody said that, that it was a fluke that they got to the finals again. So I actually think the national discourse over the next 24 to 48 hours is going to help the Heat. And I think that we may see a Haynes tweet which says, Dame is getting a little impatient or something like that or is still surveying the situation and we'll see where that goes. We'll get to more of the comments on the other side. I do want to mention a couple of the sponsors here. Our friends over at PrizePix. Use that code 5FIVE. We're going to start doing regular NFL shows there. All the NFL futures are up. We also, you can do, look, you can do MLB. You can do PGA. You can do WNBA. You can do MLS. It's all there on PrizePix. Use the code 5FIVE. We ask you to sign up for two reasons. One, it's a great deal. There are no rollovers. It's legal in the state of Florida and so many other states. It's a great game to play. You get a matchup to $100, but also, it helps us here at the network continue to provide content. So check it out. You want to support us, go to prizepix.com, download the app. That is free. Enter the code five, put up to hundred dollars, however much you want, get your match, go from there. Also better edge, use the code five RSN, not five. It's five RSN at better edge. This is legal sports betting. Uh, you're betting against others who use it. You're not betting against the app. That's why it's legal. We got plenty of cool tournaments up there too. They're starting to get their NFL Future is up there as well, so make sure that you check those out. And, yes, you will be able to bet on Summer League. So if you want to do that, go to betteredge.com and then report directly to Gamblers Anonymous. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. All right, let's get to it here. Um, and I'll start with you, Alex. Do you think today changes anything? I'm not sure how much it does. That, that, and that's the problem here, right? Like I think, and like many of the commenters here uh, on the live feed are saying, it's just this whole thing is dragging. And a lot of people are, are sick of it, especially with the daily updates and the constant aggregation and the constant, um, you know, kind of click uh, click hunting and engagement hunting going on right now where everybody is is, is trying to share in that sweet, sweet engagement with the Damian Lillard tweets, because that's kind of the the big deal right now. And, and with every tweet, I think just everybody's like excitement for this. 
goes down a little bit because it's just it's dragging and i think people have a little bit of ptsd from what happened last summer with kevin durant um and how much that dragged and how it ultimately ended up just kind of happening very anticlimactically um in the summer and then in, in in february when the trade actually happened it was just kind of boom after all of that it just happened so quickly and boom yeah you know he ended up on the other side of the world basically um what i'm saying is i don't know you know, I think the worst case scenario for everybody here was that this is going to keep dragging on. And that's kind of what it feels like right now. So that's why my answer is I don't know how much has changed. It feels like Dame is giving them, you know, kind of a deferred extension here uh, for that deadline. And he wants them. He is giving them all the chances, apparently, to, you know, add some talent here. Again, I don't even know if they need to add another all-star for him to be satisfied. Like, can they add a couple of good players? I think that's what they're going to try to do now. And it probably won't involve Scoot Henderson and probably won't involve Shaden Sharp either. I think they're going to try to put something together there where they get a couple of rotation players, and that's how they try to satisfy Dame. And apparently, you know, he's good with that. Can they trade a couple of first-round picks, Portland, to get CJ McCollum from, from New Orleans? Is that how this story should end? That's how this feels. It would be an interesting fit. It, it really would. Let's see how that works out. Maybe they'll get to a conference finals together in the down year. Uh, it, it's it's just – it. I think people are also frustrated because they just went through the Beal thing for four years. So it's not just Durant from last summer or Mitchell. PTSD. From last summer. It is. It's PTSD over and over and over uh, on this. And then even like looking for these little signs, like that they took him off the mural today when I think they're just replacing it with a different mural that he'll probably uh, also be on. Um, but and I'll close with Greg, but I'm going to go to Brady here on this. Um I mean, if the Heat are to, if the Heat wait this thing out, and Max and Gabe sign elsewhere, right? I mean, is that? Yeah. See, I don't feel this is about other free agents. I almost feel it's more about their own free agents, like because I don't know who else they're going to be able to get at this stage. Like, I, I just I don't see it. I know Heat fans are saying we're co- we're caping for the front office. We're not. It's just the math. It's the math. If you listen to the Brian Goins episode we did yesterday, like. I got out of that. I was like, all right, nothing's happening um, just because of, of where they're stuck right now. I mean, is that really about it? Is that that was the best comment, by the way, send Alex to Paris to hold Dame McCallum. I cannot afford that. I can't, I, I can't, I, I can't even get Alex to West Palm. Um, but go, I mean, Brady, what, I mean, is that the issue here that they may lose their own guys? For sure. I mean, that would be, I mean, it's funny because I feel like we talked about at the beginning of this season where we were talking about them running it back. And I remember I was talking about running it back worse than some of they ended up in the finals somehow, which is just a wild scenario, but this would be uh, different than that. Even like if you are in a scenario where you're all in on a game type and then you lose your two of your core rotation guys, that's obviously a problem. Uh, will it get to that point? Like they're going to wait. Like I don't think there's no doubt about that, mm-hmm. but this idea, like to tie it back to the original conversation, it's like, yeah, like why, why would it come out today of all days that like they're, trading him and he's asking out like no they're gonna wait and see what they do with probably the beginning of free agency see what happens probably early next week and then now maybe things look different at that point uh and then let me loop back and just say because i was gonna ask a question and say like if all of a sudden we're like pretty much like valuing the gm's like takes on players and we're sitting here wondering why he would say that why are we even having the game conversation in, in general if we were sitting here saying after what pat riley talked about with tyler 
or what all these GMs talk about with all these different players and they sit there and have these conversations. Ethan had enough. No. I, I provided that and he just left out. But That's uh, so true. I mean, Mike Dunleavy just sat up there and said Jordan Poole is going to be a part of our future for the next four years and within the next 24 hours traded his ass. I just think that like the fact that we're taking this the Blazers GM that his statement means something is so crazy when you're seeing these GMs sit in press conferences league wide and lie in front of your face and then go and do something else. Like well, Mike, Dunley- Mike Dunleavy Jr. is the best. That's example. what I just mentioned. Yep. I got myself cut off here. Um, it was probably a good thing for the podcast, but yeah, I mean, four days before trading Jordan Poole, he's going to be part of our organization for a long time. Also, what's interesting too, Alex mentioned Anthony Simons. He was one of those extensions, like the, right before the hero extension, right? The pool extension, the hero extension, the Simons extension. And everybody's trying to get off of those guys right now. Uh, Simons is a good player, but everybody's trying to get off of those guys because you cannot have a third player making that much money. We talked about that yesterday. That's one of the reasons we just saw um, Atlanta offload John Collins because yeah. they, they, they've got Trey and they're, they want to pay Hunter or they were going to have to trade Hunter. So they offloaded Collins' money. There is... The, the, the sort of borderline star making 25 to 30 million, the new CBA, as we talked about with Brian Goins, has made that untenable. Like that those sucks. contracts that were just signed, like just signed, those the new CBA changed the game on that. You can't have a third player making that kind of money anymore. It's just, it's a two star league now. That's it. You got to be comfortable with your top two stars. Now, as we say that, they're going after Dame Lillard and Phoenix just gutted its draft for the next 10 years and just make sure it's going to pay luxury tax to go get an emo big three in, in, uh, in Phoenix, where you've got one guy, one guy who's jumping into chat rooms, another guy who doesn't want to get double teamed and a third guy who couldn't decide whether or not he wanted to get traded from Washington for four years. By the way, I'm patenting that the emo big three, the beta big I was three just about to say nice in, work. In Phoenix, I, I think I'm going to go with that, but I, I, I just, they are going to be an exception and the heat, if they get Dame are going to be the exception, but the reason it can work for the heat is because the heat are the best developmental organization in basketball. So that is my argument for going for Dame now, because the heat are the team, as we just talked about with Brady on and Alex and those guys on playback, that is probably going to develop three more guys in the summer league this year who can play for them, whether it's a Powell or some of these other guys and so, so I was a Marley beside Greg Oden and he'll relight this cigar again. I, the Heat can do this, okay, because if they have to fill out the roster with minimum guys, they'll find good minimum guys. Most organizations cannot do this. And so, I, so like trading an Anthony Simons, like who's going to want an Anthony Simons as their third guy to pay him, what is it, 24, 25, 26, 27 million dollars a year? You got to find a team that thinks he can be a second guy or even can just play that role for a little bit. And that gets difficult. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for this. And here we'll close here with Alan's comment. He's a regular comment here. Deals get done quietly, which is why this feels like much ado about nothing probably, but we appreciate you joining us for a 25 minute stream. And we appreciate everybody joining us on playback. We are going to pivot tomorrow. We'll do some different stuff tomorrow unless there's news here make sure you guys are subscribed to off the floor we've given you our thoughts also brady has put up his thoughts on all the summer league players we'll be doing more of that also q a is coming up later in the week thanks to our sponsors all pro construction builders also prize picks better edge i will be on starting five at eight in the morning tomorrow uh sponsored by you break we'll fix have a good night everybody thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network
Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.